we have a case of monkeypox confirmed in the state of Texas. I know. I don't like it in the United States, let alone Texas. So apparently this Texas resident who flew to Atlanta from Nigeria on July 8th with the final destination of Dallas on July 9th. The CDC said that it's the first case of the virus seen in the United States in nearly 20 years. The patient is hospitalized in isolation in Dallas and is in stable condition. Health officials with Dallas County Health and Human Services have said, there's no reason for alarm. We don't expect any threat to the general public. Oh, okay. So monkeypox was detected in the U.S. in 2003 outbreak, which involved 47 people. That outbreak was traced to prairie dogs in the Midwest that harbored the virus. Now, the monkeypox can spread from person to person through respiratory droplets or other bodily fluids. So they are thinking that it's okay, even though he was on a plane, because everyone was wearing a mask. So if you think that not wearing a mask on an airplane is going away soon, you are mistaken because this will be part of the problem. So monkeypox is related to smallpox, which was eradicated worldwide in 1980 thanks to a smallpox vaccine. Both illnesses cause a distinctive rash that lasts for about a month. Smallpox had a higher fatality rate than monkeypox. But I will say this, man. If you look at some of the pictures of the monkeypox, holy cow. They do not look like they're fun. You got these big bumps, you know, pox. (laughs) No, thank you. No, thank you. And you've got an incubation period, which is 10 to 14 days. So, I mean, he landed here, uh, you know, came into Dallas on the 9th. And if you're listening live today, it is the 19th of July. And this happened over the weekend. Uh, I I think Friday. So that incubation period was there. So I don't know that he knows how he got it, but we know that it can spread from animal to human, from human to human. We know that it's you spread it either an animal bite or direct contact with an infected animal's bodily fluids. And the virus can spread from human to human by both droplet and contact with the infected person's bodily fluids so we better be doing some contact tracing on this because monkeypox you don't want none of that you can quote me on that <laughs> you can quote chewing the fat on that monkeypox you don't want none of that welcome welcome to chewing the fat <laughs> So last week we talked about some of the cheapest places to live here in the United States of America. And now we get the report of the best places to live in the U.S. According to U.S. News and World Report, the 2021 best places to live ranking. 
And uh, people in uh, Austin are a little bummed out because they dropped down to number five. Austin, Texas dropped down to number five. I know. I know. They were really, really kind of bummed. But if you look at the list of the best places to live in the U.S., starting at number 10, we'll just go to the, well, you number know, number 11, number 12. We can go to 12. 12 to 1. <laughs> uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Number 12 in the best places to live in the U.S. Boise, Idaho, number 11. Both of those cities are really nice, no question. Uh, Portland, Oregon, how about no as number 10? Portland's population toes the line between an innocent playfulness and a shameless wild side. Naked bicycle rides, a, a fully costumed adult soapbox derby, and voodoo donut, a bakery known for making one-of-a-kind donuts. Man, if that doesn't make you want to move there, I don't know what will. I know. I know. Believe me. So you got uh, Portland as a number 10. Sarasota, Florida, number nine. That's in the, you know, they'll probably deny being in the Tampa Bay area, but it's a separate separate market as far as radio goes. I think it's in the TV market as well. But Sarasota's beautiful, just uh, south of Tampa, beautiful across the bridge, across the skyway. Portland, Maine. Ooh, ee. Naples, Florida, number seven best places to live. Naples is awful pretty. Awful pretty. Colorado Springs, Colorado, number six. I know. I know. Austin, Texas, as I said, moved all the way down, but, you know, on this list, list right in the smack dab in the middle of the top ten, Austin, Texas, number five. Fayetteville, Arkansas, number four as the best places to live in the USA. Number three, Huntsville, Alabama. Wow, that's, I mean, look, it's moving up, right? It's the space race. We've got the space back open. They just moved the space thing there, right? So it's, it's good. It's a beautiful place. Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina, number two. Wow, nice. And Boulder, Colorado, number one. The number one place, the best place to live in the U.S., according to U.S. News and World Report, is boulder colorado now i will say there were a couple of things on this list that was a little surprising like jacksonville florida while i mean i like jacksonville was ranked 22nd and tampa was 32 uh no uh no tampa bay is uh way better than jacksonville and sarasota is in that top list as well and that's still tampa bay so uh, no uh, jacksonville is is not going to uh I'm not going to be above Tampa. Sorry. Nashville is 30th. DFW, 37th. Wow. Houston, 39. Other Texas cities, San Antonio, 75. Colleen Temple, 114. Beaumont, Port Arthur, number 124. Corpus Christi, 129. El Paso, 131. Ooh. McAllen at number 139. And Brownsville at number 140. Yeah. Mm. I don't think so. But uh, no way, no way do I let uh, Tampa be below Jacksonville. Stop it, U.S. News and World Report. Whatever metrics you were using as far as livability, 
and I can go down the you know the report that U.S. News and World Report were talking about as far as their metrics goes. No way. Uh, sorry, uh, no. I remember last week we talked to Andrew Heaton about living in Tulsa, Oklahoma and being paid money to live there. And they were giving him a monthly stipend until it reached a certain point. And I think he had to work from home and there were other little restrictions. But he was getting, you know, money to live in Tulsa, which, you know, I would say if you're going to live in Tulsa, they better be paying you. But, hey, that's just me. However, if you wanted to get out of the United States and live someplace, you know, gorgeous, like Italy, let's say the Italian region of Calabria, they're now offering new residents $33,000 over three years to move to one of its villages. So that's only, you know, 11000 a year to live in calabria now the catch there's always a catch new residents must smart start a small business or work as a specific professional needed within the town and so it's called the active residency project it's only available to those under the age of 40 and those selected have 90 days to move to Calabria. The project, uh, they've got, they've got 830,000 to give to new residents and provide grants to assist the launches of hotels, restaurants, and other businesses. So you might get a loan to help start one of those businesses. So you get the 33,000, 11,000 a year. You gotta be under 40. And if you start a hotel, a restaurant, or other business, you might get some more money from the project to help in the building of that business. That's still, that's not too bad. That is not too bad. They want to revitalize the area with new residents. So, I mean, if you want to move there, go ahead. They, they said the small municipalities are the true identity of our territory, and they're at risk of dying out. Bringing new residences and businesses to the villages will allow both the rebirth of small villages and the redemption of young Calabrians who want jobs. Well, why don't you let them open up the businesses then? Give them the money. But hey, what do I know? Don't worry about that. Just if you're under 40 and you want to move to Calabria, spend at least three years in Italy and start a business or work as part of a specific professional that's needed in town like what a cobbler <laughs> you know work on shoes i guess i don't know what that would be uh maybe maybe an it guy uh internet expert uh, maybe a cobbler <laughs> but definitely a restaurant definitely a hotel and then uh, you know whatever else maybe a pawn shop is a pawn shop a professional, specific professional business? Yes. Yes, it is. Especially in the Calabria area of Italy. But there you go. There's an opportunity for you to get the heck out of the USA and go to Italy. Maybe they could offer some of that to some of the Cubans that uh, want to get the hell out of Cuba now. Let them go to Italy and start a new deal. I'm, you know, I'm just trying. I'm just thinking out loud. Just thinking out loud.
All right, before we head into the break room, I just want to uh, reiterate my prediction that the Olympics will be postponed. Now, they're supposed to still be up and going. I know they're supposed to start Friday. I think that the first thing that happens during the Olympics is 3.30 a.m. table tennis on the Peacock stream. But I, and I know, listen, I know that we love, you know, the unforgettable moments that the Olympics provide. And I realize that we always have, you know, an improbable gold star that we all fall in love with. But I'm telling you that they don't want this to happen. They've already postponed it, and now they're going to postpone it. They're going to postpone it again, I believe. It's still going. They still have not, they have not pulled the plug on it yet, but there's still time for them to pull the plug. We've had, uh, we've had some athletes test positive for COVID. We have protesters in Japan who don't want the Olympics because they don't want the, you know, they're, they're in another outbreak in Japan and they're concerned that these are, you know, these games are going to be a super spreader event. I know that they had a worker, one of the staffers at the Olympic Village, test positive for coronavirus. I know the resident was not of Japan, but was only described as a games-concerned personnel. (laughs) They're like a lifeguard? Okay. But I'm just saying that, uh, you know, they, they tested positive. So... We had uh, we've had some Olympic athletes test positive, and I still believe that as badly as they want these games to go off, NBC, the IOC, and the Japan government, the Japanese government, I just think it's going to be too overwhelming. If when, and this is going to happen either later today, uh, today is the nineteenth, which is Monday. Uh, I think we have until Wednesday. Maybe Wednesday morning. Um, and then after Wednesday, it probably you probably doesn't matter what happens. They're still they will still have it, but they're not letting anybody in. There's no fans, and the press has got to be on a you know has to travel to Taiwan to watch the games. No, they don't. I'm just kidding. I mean, you don't have to be vaccinated, but if you're not vaccinated, they're going to treat you like dog meat, and you got to be tested. 85,000 times a day and you probably have to social distance to the world so we probably have until Wednesday sometime Wednesday I said Wednesday morning but sometime Wednesday which would be the 21st right the 21st of July right because it starts on the 23rd where a athletic team from a country is going to come into the village and they're going to all test positive for coronavirus. And they're going to say, that's it. We can't have the Olympics. We're going to just postpone it for now. Tokyo still gets it when we have it. But for right now, no, it's over. Canceled. Have a nice day. And NBC will be airing Bruce Jenner highlights from now until the end of when the Olympics was supposed to be airing. I, I just I just feel it. I just feel like I felt it all along and I still I still feel like they're not going to have it because it's just not going well for them. And I know I mean I want it. I want them to do it, but we've got 
athletes testing positive and they're not going to make it and then we've got workers testing positive and they're not going to make it we've got all kinds of people protesting outside i love the i love the signs that the one sign that this guy is holding outside of the <laughs> outside of one building is uh don't use hiroshima and nagasaki for your own lust of fame wait what visit fukushima must visit the fukushima nuke and you will cancel the olympics oh okay i mean that's just one protest sign no tokyo 2020 olympics so i mean i i just feel like it's not gonna happen i just feel like it's not gonna happen i want you to know that when they cancel it when they cancel it within the next two and a half three days you can say you know what jeff fisher and chewing the fat was 100 percent correct all right let's go to the break room i need something cold to drink desperately where is my cold drink right there oh yes so good and i haven't seen the new haven't seen the new coca-cola zero sugar red can stuff on the shelf yet so i guess it's still coming don't forget we've got the big launch tomorrow jeff bezos blasting off in space in that blue origin rocket he's joined by the record-setting crew yes that's right the record-setting crew former test pilot wally funk 82 would be the oldest person to reach space and dutch teenager oliver damon 18 would be the youngest don't forget that the guy that bid 28 million uh, he had a scheduling conflict. What kind of scheduling conflict do you have that you can't go into space? It's got to be, I mean, it, maybe a surgery for him, an emergency surgery for him, or emergency surgery for the wife or children. Uh, it's got to be something like that, right? It can't be uh, you had a haircut scheduled or, oh, I was getting my toenails done. Yeah, I can't go into space. I know I bid $28 million, but... I had a scheduling conflict. I gotta get a haircut. I gotta get my toenails done, and uh, I'm hoping for uh, you know. I'm hoping maybe I just uh, I need a little I need a little facial too. So while I'm there, we'll get that done. What? I mean, I just really weird. Really. Anyway, we have the launches tomorrow, and I'm looking. I I personally am looking forward to it. And I saw where they have a what they're calling you know I guess a fail safe, but it's a rocket fails plan as the uh, blue origin rocket takes off apparently if it looks like it's going to explode or there's something that could go wrong it has a fail safe button where it jettisons the capsule which would be good for the bezos brothers and the other two people on the on the flight to be safe right i mean it's gone up 15 times successfully but we don't want anything bad to happen that is uh, for sure and if it does we want to be able to keep everyone safe so if you're jeff's girlfriend um you're making sure that uh, the will is up to date you're making sure that uh, all the policies are up to date and you're <sighs> yeah you go ahead jeff you go right ahead take your brother <sighs> go ahead 
Now, I'm just kidding. She wants everybody to be safe, too. Stop. Speaking of space, though, do you see where uh, Elon Musk and SpaceX, I'm sorry, uh, they have a Starship launch tower that's in Texas, and the FAA has warned Elon and SpaceX that, hey, uh, work on that massive launch tower. It's uh, part of our ongoing environmental review of your little starship facility in Boca Chica, Texas down there. So you're building that at your own risk there, Elon and SpaceX, because after the environmental review, we could recommend taking down that launch tower. So, okay. Uh, So if they build it, uh, you're going to really make them take it down. I don't think so. They said the FAA last year began an environmental review of the Starship's development facility, but and they're applying for licenses and next-generation rocket prototypes, but all of this is in partnership with the U.S. government, so I find it hard to believe that another agency would say, yeah, it's got to come down. Yeah, Ooh, sorry. Now, maybe, maybe uh, Jeff, I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Bezos, and maybe uh, Richard, I'm sorry, uh, Sir Richard Branson, Mr. Branson, uh, you know, ponies up some cash, and the FAA says, yeah, Elon, yours has got to come down. Sorry. And, you know, gives them a little, little jump ahead of Elon. But other than that, I don't see that actually happening. But in today's world... Who the heck knows? Who the heck knows? You see where I oh, I love this story so much. So Marlon Brando had his island, his remote island, right? And now they've got a big problem on the island. Wait, what? Yeah. It's a 3.7 square mile island in French Polynesia. But now that Brando has been dead, I mean, it's been left behind the village that he built on the island a few after a few years after filming mutiny on the bounty which was you know 1962 and so it's uh you know it's part of the brando family trust but right now the island is uh inundated with like 65,000 rats (laughs) i don't know who went to count them but the story says 65,000 rats. So let's say there's 65,000 rats. Okay. Like I said, I don't want to be the one to coat to be the one counting them, but somebody did. And they're saying there's 65,000 of them and they're all thriving. So a group called Island conservation think they have a solution to the rat incursion drones, they're going to fly drones over the, uh, the island and carpet it with poison pellets. Wait, what? Yeah, I know. So I guess that there are these poison pellets. Uh, they're only going to kill some. So they need to kill them all. I'm surprised that this is being allowed, but it's in French Polynesia. It's not an island, and they're just going to see how it works. So they're going to fly the drones in, and they need to kill the rats. I guess the rats have started to, you know, the birds are getting thinned out. The turtle turtle populations are getting thinned out. 
<laughs> they're eating all the eggs they're eating all the reptiles they're eating all the birds and so now the coral reefs are losing out on the proper amounts of nutrients that the other stuff would be giving them so they need to kill the rats bad apparently they tried to do this in 2012 and you know they either went in and dusted the place with just people walking around or whatever but it failed and so if 100 percent of the rats are not exterminated they return you know duh in short order according to this one pregnant rat can take over a four square mile island in just two years <laughs> so maybe you go in and you kill them all and i don't know what you do after you kill them all do you go in and with the poison pellets i mean do you still have to go in and burn them or i mean is somebody gonna live there or are you gonna go in and rake them all together and ship them out and put them in a dumpster i don't know i don't know but it's strange that they're gonna have to go in there and i and look I, you know i'm all for it kill the rats you know what i'm all for killing the rats anyway and in fact what you should do is go in there and then just pay a couple of families to live there for our, a couple of years and you know let them kill more rats the ones that you didn't get with the pellets and just keep killing them until they're gone have a nice day and then the families can leave and take their money and go back to wherever they want to but until then you stay on the island i see one rat you're staying on the island that's it so did you catch the ksi show this weekend uh i know it was a pay-per-view event and it was all right i mean my son is a big ksi fan so he purchased uh, the event and i watched it with him and i like ksi i like uh, some of his music and uh, i'm not you know he's not that bad of a guy it's, sometimes he's funny but he's a, the british youtuber if you don't know who he is he's a platinum recording artist has been you know the boxing and he promised that his you know show this past saturday would break the internet and fans were really disappointed now he what was fun about it is that he said that it was going to be a one-time event and he was gonna you know you could buy in and watch the whole thing or anytime you buy in that's where you start that's what you watch and if anybody is illegally streaming it he was going to shut him down which they did now he said that uh he was really disappointed and apparently he has apologized i don't know what he apologized for he apologizes for uh you know disappointing the fans but i don't know um i don't know what else he could have done he was just that it was overhyped right he made a reaction video looking through the reddit post about the show and he had high hopes he finished saying uh, he was seriously deflated admitted he was uh gassed to see the response to the show quickly fell back down to earth at sheer amount of disappointment post i don't know the fans weren't giving him anything to do i don't know what he would have done different you know he had skits he had jake paul there they did the bits he they did the concerts it was the songs uh, you know it was it was okay if you felt conned from that no you just what happens in today's world is that he had was so hyping this event he spent a couple million bucks on the event you could tell a lot of the production was really good 
and I, I really I really liked a lot of the production but uh, the the bits were okay and I think they could have done a little bit better on that and KSI didn't call me <laughs> to ask and you know look he should have but uh, let's be honest I mean just tell KSI to give me a call and I'll help him you know lay out the KSI show there were some really good things that he did in this event and there were some things that were you know eh. now if he wants some stuff to do that are not, is not going to be eh, KSI call me okay I'm here for you but I guess he's going to replay the show and he'll probably spend some more money and do another show and and just say here you go this is the show if you wanted it okay fine uh you know whatever and i think i said jake paul but it was logan duh sorry that was their part of the deal i get the two paul brothers messed up but uh, at the end they gave you a tease of them in the ring they gave a rocky a rocky scene where they were both in the ring fighting again with they were swinging at each other the only thing they didn't do was the rocky ding ding from apollo creed but which i thought they should have done by the way and uh so we'll see i mean okay you know it's ksi and he's gonna you know he's gonna continue to perform and continue to do great things on youtube and continue to box and you know i like him he's kind of funny but we'll see if he can you know do an event like this and put it together as a as a show as a variety show as an entertainment show rather than one niche here and one niche there and then if it's going to do an entire variety show well maybe you need to you know call me ksi call me see where kate beckinsale decided to come out and say hey i'm not interested in long-term relationship kate okay uh boy um that's a surprise huh <laughs> i mean she really hasn't been in a long-term romance for quite some time and she knows that it's quite easy for women to lose track of their lives when they are seriously involved with someone else you know that and she hasn't been in a long-term relationship since her marriage she can't even imagine living with a person and maintaining any newfound autonomy so <laughs> it's just uh, you know for women in relationships with men it's culturally quite easy to lose track of your life You've watched your mother, your grandmother subjugate herself even on stupid things. So I'm not looking for any long-term relationship. She has a 22-year-old daughter. Wow, Kate Beckinsale is 47 years old. She has a 22-year-old daughter. And she has said before that she thought marriages would last longer if couples opted not to live together. And I want to ask Kate, does she mean after they're married or before they get married? Because... If you don't live together after you're married, I can see how that relationship may last longer. But maybe that's just me. Speaking of relationships, I see where Ben Affleck and J-Lo were out house hunting. I don't know if it was for both of them or if it was just for J-Lo on her hunt for a home. They were looking at their own, uh, their own little dump that j-lo wanted to move in the one of the places that they show where they stopped <laughs> i don't know if you could survive living here uh i mean this has got to be just for j-lo and her kids not for ben to move in oh my gosh no way <laughs> this place no this place that they toured is just a 
31,000 square foot house with eight bedrooms, 12 bathrooms, and they only want 65 million for it. So it's got to be, you know, a big pool and a bowling alley. And, you know, I mean, you can't, you, you could move the whole Ben and the kids and JLo into this place. <laughs> <laughs> well only eight bedrooms and 12 bathrooms stop i don't know how you could it'd be all over each other it'd be just like a crowded little trailer in there <laughs> apparently they looked at uh several places during their shopping trip but we'll see if they can find a place that they both like and you know i know j-lo i don't know if they're gonna move in together or not but benifer 2.0 is back up and running and you know it's all just a it's all just a beautiful thing now aren't you happy for him <laughs> me too long as we're hanging out in hollywood we might as well stick to a little hollywood story walking dead lawsuit finally ends uh the producer frank Daramont, uh darabont originally sued amc way back in 2013 over profits from walking dead this lawsuit has come to an end with a 200 million dollar settlement oh wow now darabont claimed the network had used shady accounting to short uh, short him on profits uh looks like maybe they did uh, because uh, he's getting $200 million. Wow. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, $143 million of it was for the extinguishment of plaintiff's rights to any compensation in connection with The Walking Dead or any related programs and the dimiss- dismissal of actions. So they're done. That's all you get. Have a nice day. And... Um, Fifty-seven million was for ordinary course of a cured participant. Yeah, I mean, you can't. I mean, fifty-seven million—that's just for everyday stuff. Get out of here. So that's it, man. They—they're done. All right. So the deal's over. Here's one hundred and forty-three million for everything. Yeah, okay. We're not going to admit to shady stuff, but yeah, we did it, and we tried to take a bunch of money from you, and we did. And here's some back. And then here's a little bit more for just putting you through it for the last six or seven years. And then, you know, there you go. Now, I know at one point he talked about $280 million getting. So he's come down from $200 million. Um, I don't know if anybody else has got any other lawsuits up against Walking Dead. But now's the time to get the money because they're busy with their new shows in the Walking Dead universe. And if they're paying out a couple hundred million to Darabont. Um, okay. That's, uh, that's a, I mean, it took a long time. And Frank was making some money in the beginning anyway. I mean, it wasn't like he was not making any money from them. He just realized that he should be making a lot more. And it looks like he was right. Is 200 million enough? I mean, for me, Yes. For Darabont, I mean, I guess so since the deal is done, right? I guess he's settled for $200 million. I'm, you know, okay, good for you, Frank. I wish I was in a position to settle for $200 million. 
And if you think The Walking Dead hasn't made a bunch of money and isn't going to continue to make a bunch of money, you are sadly mistaken. Because I know the numbers are down on regular viewing. As when I do the Talking Walking Dead podcast, but overall, and AMC with the AMC Plus numbers, uh, those numbers are still pretty strong for The Walking Dead universe. And you have The Walking Dead, which is on their final season now, starting up, uh, starting up pretty soon. You have uh, Fear the Walking Dead, and you're going to have the Walking Dead movies, which is going to encompass everything. Um, and you have the new Walking Dead show that was out. I forget even what the heck the name of it was. It's called World Beyond. Don't look at me like that. I remember the stupid name. But it was that's only a couple of seasons. And then you've got the movies that we're told... Uh, Rick Grimes is uh, busy filming, but we don't know if he's filming to be part of the final season of The Walking Dead or if it's part of the movies. We'll see. But there's supposed to be three movies. Will there still be three movies? I don't know. We'll see. But it's, you know, they've got to get Rick back into the scene. I'm doing a Talking Walking Dead podcast. So just, you know, maybe we'll do a special one before the new season 11 starts up. Uh, Season 11 for The Walking Dead begins on august 22nd 2021 and of course the week before on amc plus so you'll be getting uh, the talking walking dead podcast prior to that Okay, sure, there's West Nile virus making the rounds. Sure, we've got monkeypox making the rounds. There's always COVID-19 making the rounds and coronavirus, no matter what variant you're concerned about. And then we have more than 60 people who had to be treated at because of a chemical incident at a Six Flags water park in Houston, Texas. What? We still got to worry about chemical problems at the Six Flags water park? It's not enough we have to worry about poop in the water? Uh, No, we have to worry about a chemical thing. So 60 people were treated for uh, inhalation irritation and experienced minor skin irritations after the chemical incident was detected at one of the Hurricane Harbor Splash Towns attractions. 26 people were transported to local hospitals and 39 refused ambulance transport after a hazmat unit put people through a decontamination process. There were about 4,000 people at the park at the time of the incident. Most of the patients had respiratory distress, a little hard to breathe, things of that sort. Uh, We didn't see anyone with chemical burns, anything like that. Oh, okay. There was a three-year-old child who had a severe enough condition that it had to be rushed to the children's hospital, and that was, you know, put him in stable condition after he got to the hospital. A woman appeared to be in labor. Uh, They were, you know, taking care of her at the scene. So I guess there was some kind of leak. Well, I don't guess there was. There was some kind of leak that was contained to just one attraction. So stop it. The Splashdown has 16 different attractions. At the press conference, they said chemicals they detected were a 10 to 13% hydraulic acid or hydrochloric acid. Hydraulic. Yeah, they were jacking them up. Hydrochloric acid 
bleach and 35% sulfuric acid solution. Yeah, that would give you a little bit of a breathing issue, I would say. That, maybe that's just me, uh, but it would. Uh, bleach is often used to disinfect water in pools. Uh, thank you. And they said they tested the water and the samples came back with a pH 7, meaning it was a neutral balance. So we're not, they weren't sure exactly what happened. But, you know, obviously something went wrong and we are going to go ahead and take a look at it. We're monitoring the air and water quality, investigating the cause. Now, I will say that this park just opened back up uh, a few days ago, first part of July, since the pandemic in Houston. So maybe some things aren't quite right. I mean, I just read a big story about a person who was responsible for taking care of all the hotels and uh, this oh, but not all the hotels i'm sorry it was irresponsible for taking care of a particular hotel in vegas worried about legionnaire's disease and i'm sure that if the other hotels were doing this i'd like to believe that that's true but it talked about how they had to go through and make sure all the water kept running and pipes were working and it was room to room floor to floor throughout the pandemic so that there weren't any diseases and in particular legionnaire's disease uh, to show up and keep everything clean uh, because you know things weren't being used so is it possible that something you know that hasn't been used at the park for a while someone doesn't quite know the job or it you know it hasn't been used so it was working fine and now it's broken because it was only up and running for a couple of days after it wasn't up and running i don't know I don't know, but it just seems like uh, maybe we have to more now to be careful of at the water parks than just poop and pee. I know, I know. As long as we're talking about health and safety, a new study has shown the prevalence of syphilis among men who have sex with men. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, not good. Findings from this global review show that men who have sex with men have high burden of syphilis infection with significant variation across countries and regions. So we need to really, really be careful with that because globally there were an estimated 7 million new syphilis infections in 2020 and the who, yeah, the who has set ambitious targets to reduce incidence of syphilis by 90 percent by 2030 well i would say uh good luck with that while there have been modest reductions in congenital syphilis as a result of scale up of interventions and other care uh, such as syphilis screening and treatment for pregnant women there's an urgent need to galvanize momentum and better serve our priority populations disproportionately impacted by this disease oh okay a major challenge is that populations at higher risk for syphilis particularly in low and middle income countries are often not able to access services due to structural barriers including criminalization policy and legal barriers discrimination and violence (laughs) okay uh yeah so i love the uh uh, you know the uh disproportionate uh populations impacted by the disease 
Yeah, the disproportionate population. That would be men having sex with men? No, no, that wouldn't be them? Oh, okay. I guess that would just be the people who live in low-income areas and countries that don't allow you to have sex with men who are men. The criminalization. But hey, just know that it's out there and be safe. So if you are part of the 7 million new syphilis infections that we know about, get care. Okay, please. There's treatment. <laughs> and so please get help. That's that's Jeff Fisher. That's not the United Nations. That's not the World Health Organization. That's just chewing the fat and Jeff Fisher saying, hey, get help. Okay, get care. It's out there. You can get it. All right. All right. Good. Hey, you can follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. I was uh, asked a question on uh, Twitter this weekend. Uh, and I and I got to thinking, you know, I've, I've been in that situation before. The question was, how long do you have to wait in stopped traffic on an interstate before it's acceptable to get out of your truck to see a man about a tree? Because I got to go, man. That's a good question. Because I've been, you know, all of us have been stuck in traffic and highways and interstates and backed up forever and I, you know, you just have to do it. Now, this person's actual answer was 45 minutes. <laughs> That's how long he waited until he went to see a man about a tree. It's actually a man, you have to see a man about a horse, but he went to see a tree off the side of the interstate, I guess. But the line is, you have to see a man about a horse, but okay, whatever. And, uh, you know, I commented, you got to go, you got to go. You can't quote me on that. And I pointed that out to him as well. You got to go. You got to go. But its uh, I'm not sure. I think the answer is when you got to go, you got to go. And there's no way around it. So you just have to find the best place you can for privacy if there are, is any. And then you just got to go. That's, you just have to. I remember once being stuck in traffic on a bridge in tampa bay the howard franklin bridge in tampa bay that's a bridge that takes you between hillsborough county and pinellas county or tampa and st petersburg florida and i remember being stuck on that bridge one night coming from tampa to st petersburg and i had just left ybor city which was a you know small area in tampa bay a separate little party area bar area restaurant area and i figured ah, i got time i'm just going home takes me you know 20 minutes to get home nope now if you get stuck on the bridge um man that was a long long time on that bridge let me tell you what and just to answer your thought right now it wasn't 45 minutes so i made it but barely and i mean i was in pain when i made it and if anyone has been through that experience, you know the type of pain I'm talking about. 